welcome to episode 2 of the fourth season of uh, Hypertox and uh, I have to say thanks to everyone who's listening to the first episode it was uh, we really appreciate it uh, we just started on it so so thank you to everyone uh, who's been listening yeah applause for the yes, listeners please, please. and also uh, thanks a lot to Beppo Studios for helping us do this uh, uh, every every time you know they've been supporting us so we love these guys yes. love you yes Beppo Studios. Beppo. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also uh, it's uh, today it's a different voice it's me Nitin last time it was Koo and uh, Lin today it's me and we have Lin here yes, as well I'm and back. behind the scenes we have Koo and Eric yeah they are watching us like hawks and uh, <laughs> making sure we don't make any fatal mistakes so we'll count on them for that but uh, today in the studio we have a very lovely guest Cat uh, Gabriel <laughs> and she's the CEO and co-founder of 2050 Work uh that works towards uh, bringing more people of color into work and jobs in creative and technology. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So big hand. Big hand. Well, I'm applauding well. myself. Great work, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah. And uh today uh, our topic of the day is uh, diversity inclusivity and the future of work. So we'll uh, get to that very soon with Kat. But uh Kat we want to take you through a very hyper island thing that we do which is called the check-in. Okay, I'm nervous. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't this be. is the opposite. No, no, no. This is the opposite of nervousness okay. thing, which is uh, basically it's a question that helps us kind of uh, you know, settle in and uh, get more in touch with kind of ourselves before we small okay, honestly cool. like calms us down. <laughs> so then, you want to take us to the question? Yeah, I yeah. can read it out. Okay, so the check-in question for today okay. is what happened yesterday or today that affected you? Um karma <laughs> karma's always there so i a couple weeks ago i found these gloves these beautiful black leather gloves that this old nice woman uh left at a restaurant <laughs> and like since i found them i haven't stopped wearing them even indoors because i'm just so happy to have them and <laughs> today i realized that i ripped a finger off of one of the gloves oh no <laughs> I should have left the gloves. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost. Yeah. I'm cursed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that woman is probably so happy right now. <laughs> But I think you're going to do a plus on your karma today by okay. talking to us. Yes. Yeah, 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 totally. So I, I, I think you're this is going to be good. <laughs> good karma points. Yeah. I'm all for it. Good. What about you, Lynn? Mm. I don't know, but I always end up going back to this. Um hanging out with the Hypertox crew um gives me such energy. So meeting you guys today uh before this episode and I said I needed to laugh and you made me laugh all the way here. Um uh, so oh, um, so it affects me. So thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, Our pleasure. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. And you knit it? Me. What happened yesterday today that affected me? Um actually yesterday was a great day because I got to work uh, with a new team. at hyper and a new project kicked off and just getting to know them was uh, it's very unique because i felt a instant connection with everyone in the team the way we were kind of talking about the subject that we're dealing with ideas were bouncing off each other and uh, people finishing each other's kind of thoughts so that was a very interesting oh, that's so feeling. nice yeah. you cool. guys yeah. had very hyper answers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the bubble my my answer was i found some gloves <laughs> my fingers caught we'll bring you yeah. into the bubble <laughs> okay yeah. but yeah now i feel i feel more relaxed yeah same this is right nice now. But yeah, now uh, on to Kat and uh, some quick questions that we have for you mm-hmm. to like uh, to kind of get 
get our listeners also to get to know who you are and you've worked for years in the creative industry so mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you like you know how did you start out in the creative industry about your journey hmm i started out working i guess i started i was i was the general manager at this co-working space uh, in brooklyn um i saw a job for or i guess i was doing like unschooling so i had taken a ux design course at uh nyu uh as a continued education course cuz i was really interested in design i also like went online and found a bunch of like really offhand like courses on how to use illustrator and how to use adobe uh indesign and things like that uh cuz i realized like those are the tools i will need if i ever want to become a digital designer And uh while I was the general manager at the co-working space I saw online that this cool like brand identity agency was looking for a studio manager. So uh that was really my introduction to getting into the field. I came in as a studio manager. Uh and then from there I moved on to like working as an HR manager and a business manager at various agencies in New York. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh What was it that uh, you know brought you closer towards uh, beginning uh, 2050 work? Who <laughs> Just feeling like um uh I'm sure a lot of people are aware that like the and and the design agents or uh, the design industry in particular or the creative industry I should say doesn't get enough credit for the lack of diversity. Um we have this uh everyone is talking about how tech doesn't have uh really isn't really diverse or inclusive and the intersections of that but the creative industry doesn't uh, isn't diverse hmm. at all either and so me working in the creative industry and just always feeling like an outsider on the inside has kind of it oh. propelled me to want to do something more I think one of the catalysts for 2050 work or an iteration of 2050 work was um I was working at uh, a digital agency in Flatiron which is in Manhattan and we I don't know how we partnered with this group uh in Brooklyn who brought uh a diverse pool of high school students to our agency to sort of see so that they could see because they are they were in a neighborhood that didn't have a whole lot of privilege mm-hmm. and they the idea was for uh this organization to partner with creative agencies so that their students the high school students can see how they operate so that they can get a glimpse into this world that they were not really familiar with and we had this really cool high school student join us named my duel mm-hmm. and he was 17 years old and he was just so fun and him and I just really connected because I was the only person of color at that agency at oh. the time mm-hmm. and it was just an instant connection and he kind of like took to me but the organization's purpose was for the student to see how it would be at the creative agency however my observation was that I saw the dynamic of how the creative agency which lacked diversity viewed my duel which was very standoffish and like it wasn't as welcoming as it could have been for him and it wasn't out of malice it was just an unfamiliarity and i was like this needs to change like there you can't you know this absolutely needs to change cuz i feel like an outsider and if we bring uh more people in who come from different backgrounds or different ethnicities um and they're going to feel the same way and so we have to start 
at least approaching the diversity problem, more specifically the racial and ethnic diversity problem in these industries from a few different ways. And so that's why I wanted to uh, approach it with a job site like 2050 Work. Mm. Oh, that's, that's uh, super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you mentioned that you were the only person of color at that workplace. Mm-hmm. and uh, At all of my workplaces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, shocking. It is it shocking because for me, New York is like, you're always told it's the yeah. melting pot where it everything is. happens, whether it's all the diversity, but yet yeah. it, this is how it is in this that's industry. That's the funniest yeah. thing because it actually is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, New York is arguably the most diverse city in the world. I mean, you can't even argue with that. It's the most diverse city in the world. Queens itself, I mean, I don't go to Queens, but Queens itself. <laughs> what does that mean? Queens itself has like, is the, is so multicultural. It's, it's, it's like its own little world within a, like a city. And so for New York to be so incredibly multicultural and the industries that are the most innovative industries that are like the most forward thinking that are leading the pack on innovation and also building and creating products for the world it doesn't make sense that there's a complete lack of diversity we're not creating products mm. for everyone in that case we're not innovating mm. for everyone so like there's definitely yeah it's 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 for lack of better words it's just a shame do you know why that is or like do you have an yeah, insight to why do you think That's the way yeah, it is. I do. <laughs> it's because it's a, it, um, until very recently, um, diversity and inclusion. More we 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 do the lazy thing, which is just to focus on gender diversity. Hmm. I know we have a lot of that in 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 Europe as well, um, and we don't focus too heavily on the intersections of diversity. And that includes gender, that includes uh, uh, people with varying abilities, uh, mm-hmm. physical abilities, There, that includes racial and ethnic. And the the lack of diversity, I always say, is, was just a very deliberate problem. It was. It's like that because it was supposed to be like that. Those it, These industries weren't supposed to be diverse. Mm. And so... They're continuing to have a lack of diversity because we have this value on culture and being a culture fit. And we also used to place quite a bit of value on employee referral. Mm. So let's say you work at a tech company and it's a startup and the startup has five people and they're all white males. And, you know, you have a lack of resources and you say, hey, we need we just got some funding. It's time to add a ton more people onto our team guys go look for people we need everyone because i want people just like you and guess Mm. what you'll get people just like them and it'll continue to build out that way and it's um and then when you get to a certain level it you can't turn back when you get to a certain level and you have let's say a staff of Mm. 20 or 50 or 100 your problem is so large then it becomes actual work to uh deconstruct that lack of diversity within your company and then it it's who has the time for that you know mm. 
Nitin, I'm super curious. Like, I'm from Sweden and you're from India. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, is yeah. this something that's been discussed in India? Is that something that you've mm. heard about? Or, like, in, you worked in the creative industry there. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think uh, in India we have, uh, it's more probably the, like, you're talking about the intersection mm -hmm. intersections. I think it's more, uh, less... Uh, color mm -hmm. and you know uh, people of color but it's more like uh, gender of based course. especially in the creative industry because people have a tendency to stay very late at work mm -hmm. and uh, where I am from Delhi is generally not that safe a city to mm -hmm. be out really late at night and so people want to leave early but that puts you kind of at a disadvantage if you don't stay late because you're right. all these senior people are all like sitting in, late in the office and you know having these long uh, creative session I'm doing air quotes <laughs> can't see but, uh, but generally, the people who can't stay uh, late get this. They get this kind of unfair reputation that they don't want to work hard. You know? mm. But the thing is, you want to leave at a time because you have a life afterwards. So then, uh, it's it becomes like that, and it's generally a situation that's more favorable for men than women because mm. it's it's not that risky for guys to stay at work late. Yeah. So wow. that's a big uh, that's a big issue. But I think uh, slowly the tide is changing. At, le at least there's more content coming out on the net about this stuff you know like uh, people are making films about this short films like oh somebody gets up and says hey where are you leaving oh you're leaving at 6 oh I get it you know like being judgmental and mm -hmm. this guy has a huge uh, kind of a dialogue about it and there's mm -hmm. a whole uh, the whole film based around that but being here in Sweden I noticed that that's uh, that's not the case that not isn't the thing here it's like <laughs> no. more it's more uh, being an Indian in Sweden is my first time being in another country apart mm -hmm. from India so that's a it's a very different way to be perceived sometimes stereotyped that's yeah. why I was I was very interested when you said that you were the only uh, person of color in all the jobs yeah. that you ever worked in yeah and uh, I want to know like what was that like I would say all the jobs that I've worked in for the last maybe 10 years um it's not comfortable for lack of a better words I would say it's really difficult for me to exp I would always have a tr trouble explaining it to my colleagues what it felt like and also being someone who worked in HR like I'm sourcing and recruiting I'm working in HR but I'm also the black woman that's there so I don't want all of that responsibility because then you be you just have two jobs you become the mm. diversity inclusion person and then the, the HR manager and trust me they don't, don't pay me enough to have two jobs mm. but I think I liken it. Somebody, I read somewhere on like a Medium post, uh, if you are a woman, it's like an uncomfortable feeling. Let's say you're a woman and you're in a club, in a dark club, and there's a hundred sweaty men around you that aren't doing anything, but they're just around you and you're the only woman in the club. It's just this level of discomfort that mm. almost tests your psychological safety because mm. you know that you could do something that triggers something else that is dangerous to you, whether mm. it's not, it, maybe it's not physical, but it could be dangerous in the sense of my financial standing. Because if I lose my job because you misinterpret something that I'm doing because I'm just culturally unfamiliar to you, which has happened many times, then that. Uh, affects me in a way that my colleagues just don't experience. Or if you're a man and you're at a baby shower or a wedding, a bridesmaid's shower or whatever they do, uh, and, or bride, bridal shower, and you, you know, you're one of the only man and there's like 300 women and you're just sitting in a corner by yourself and you... It's just a, an uncomfortable feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's not even, you know, I can say these anecdotes, 
but they're fiction, right? Like, people can understand, uh, they can empathize with me saying, oh, yeah, imagine if you were just a woman, which I happen to be mm-hmm. also, and you were in a club of a hundred sweaty men, and people will be like, oh, yeah, I can understand how that would be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if I were to say, imagine if I were the only black woman here at this office, and people would be like, yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, there are, you know, we just can't find enough, no. <laughs> you know? They don't empathize with that, mm-hmm. which I find there's something really odd yeah. about that fact as well. And mm-hmm. also, it's it's going to work. Yeah. It's five, di- five days out of seven. Yeah. So it's not just it's like, one occasion. Yeah, yeah and it's also... I think uh, we have this thing with the culture fit, too, because, you know, there would be times where my colleagues would think that or my peers would think that I didn't want to be a part of the culture because I, you know, instead of wanting to go after work to go hang out with your coworkers, I would want to just go back to my neighborhood where I saw people like me. You know mm. what I mean? Like mm. I, I have been around. I had been around white women and men all day long, all week long. And that's fine but sometimes you just want to be around people who understand you and so it's you can sometimes feel how the energy shifts when you're just like yeah no guys I actually just want to go I'm just going to go back home you know or and people would see that as a negative instead of saying okay maybe we should try and understand why or or maybe we should define culture in a different way and 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 yeah so I would say like it's that feeling is just uncomfortable and and I'm I would say I'm a very strong woman I can handle a lot and I've been in these situations quite a bit in my professional and personal life but there are people who are who who can't handle it Mm. and have to Um, and I think the United States I can only speak for the United States the United States population is shifting so much right now Mm that we need to reflect the way in which the United States looks now and how it's going to look in the future because it's at this point it's just not fair <laughs> to have a lack of diversity um, and it doesn't reflect the consumers of the products that we're creating it doesn't reflect the 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 people that are consuming the media that we're creating it just it just doesn't it doesn't work anymore Yeah, I think uh, I read when I was re- I was reading about mm-hmm. you. You mentioned the minority majority mm-hmm. problem. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and yeah. I think that's connected to this. So, um so when we were coming up with a name for 2050 work, we were just I'm really bad at naming things. Uh historically like I have a cat named Baby Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get it. Why not? But you're smart. You asked yeah. for help. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I know, like that is not a strength of mine. <laughs> so I'm re- I'm really curious what you would have named the organization <laughs> if it was up to you. Company. Yeah. Company. <laughs> um. So we so uh, we were looking up facts. And my co-founder, Anton, he was like, you know, he I think he actually came up with it to give him credit. Uh, He discovered this fact that by the year 2050 and even earlier, actually, they're even saying like uh, 2030 or something, um, the United States will have a majority minority population. And what that means is um, the 
population of minorities, though I don't like to call myself a minority because I'm major、um, in every way. <laughs> <laughs> But the population of people of color in the United States is. Going to grow, and it's as a whole in total. Like the Latinx population is going to grow quite a bit. The Asian population is going to grow quite a bit. The Black population is going to grow,、um, and so、um, it's going to be a majority minority as a whole. People of color will be the majority of the United States,、mm-hmm. and that's not to say, oh, you know, we should all just take over everything. It's just to say this is what the United States looks like. We need to, in in terms of the workforce, we need to have. Uh, an equitable workforce that reflects how the United States actually looks, in order to ensure that everyone has the opportunities、um, that we can provide. Yeah, and it's also about. I mean, it's it stems from the fact that do you believe that everyone's equal?、Mm-hmm. I mean that that's where we start, right?、On、exactly. These discussions. I mean, if we did, we would be able to just say, if we did believe that everyone was equal, we could have personal. Conversation, or we can have personal stories, and people would empathize with personal stories. But instead, we have to give cold hard facts. Like、mm-hmm. by the year 2050, the United States will have a majority minority population.、Mm-hmm. Instead of saying like, "Hey, everyone needs jobs," yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean.、Mm-hmm. You know, if if we do b- truly believe that we're we are equal and、mm-hmm. everyone is equal, we have to. We should just be able to identify with how you know how we can help everyone get all the opportunities. And it should be enough for us to just say, like, "Hey, I don't feel like I'm being treated、uh, fairly here. I don't feel like I get all the opportunities."、Um, and my my saying that my voice should be equally heard amongst everyone else's. Actually, I think that's very interesting.、It、leads to the next question that I was I had, which is that.、Uh, The narrative that is often,、uh, you know, we、uh, kind of use it、uh, when we think of diversity of the workforce、mm-hmm. is about how it kind of adds business value to a company.、Mm-hmm. You know, like、uh, it leads to innovation in an organization.、Exactly. Uh, but if, with, if a company has clear, clear values, you、mm-hmm. know, that it works for and it hires from, then、uh, do you think this narrative can change into just being like, you know, it's just the if you believe truly that everyone is equal,、mm-hmm. then why is it that we have to show you that it's going to be valuable to hire us? So.、Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably going to sound hypocritical from what I just said, but what we should be honest with as a whole is that maybe we don't view everyone as equal, right?、Um, everyone should be viewed as equal, but maybe we don't, and we should, or maybe people aren't viewed as equal, and their experiences aren't equal, and so. Just by saying I think everybody's equal, my that's not going to penetrate in the company.、Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. And creating a, a fair, equitable, and inclusive workspace is going to, of course, it's going to take a lot of work. And so, yeah, maybe it'll change. The tide is going to shift because it has to. But it takes something like what you mentioned before, like. Companies just knowing instead of just having this be value based, companies just knowing that hey, it's more profitable if you're diverse,、mm-hmm. and you know it's more profitable because we challenge each other more. Because I come from a different place than you, I come from a different place than you, so therefore my experience and perspective is different. So I'm going to see a problem and come up with a solution in a completely different way than you two are, and that doesn't make it better or worse. It just makes it different.、Mm-hmm. And so, when you are able to challenge each other more, especially within a team, as you as you know here at Hyper, definitely、mm-hmm. you come up with better solutions.、Mm-hmm. 
and better solutions means more money for a company. Mm. Uh, and so we have we lead with that because that seems to penetrate. Mm. Unfortunately, like this is, you know, we're in Sweden, it's socialist. Mm. But at the end of the day, what companies want, companies want to make money. That's just how it is. So if, you know, even with diversity, it comes down to you make more money if you're more diverse. It honestly doesn't make any sense to not be diverse at this mm. point. So the narrative will change, of course, but it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of challenging our own viewpoints and perspectives on an individual level as well as a company-wide level. And everyone at every level needs to challenge themselves to, like, do I actually view people as equal? Okay, so how do I put in the work? You know, who are the gatekeepers to the jobs? What do they look like? Why don't they hire on more people of color? You know what I mean? And I think mm. we're getting into maybe defining what 2050 work actually do. Because okay. I'm super, mm. like, I want to hear a bit more. <laughs> what do you guys do? And, like, what what is, because uh, I think yeah. you're touching on it. Yeah. So, for me, I know it seems like I'm really fired up, but I am not. <laughs> I talk about this a lot. Um, I, I... Don't, I wanted 2050 work to be a supplement to the efforts that companies are already putting towards diversity. 2050 work fo focuses on uh, getting people of color, more specifically, uh, so racially and ethnically diverse uh, job seekers into jobs at creative and tech companies. So right now we have a job board that companies can post um, their jobs to reach job seekers of color who are looking for those jobs. Because right now we have, <clears throat> we, we, we created it uh, specifically, and it'll build out from there. So it'll it'll be a full job platform. I want to offer online uh, diversity training for companies to make sure their their workplaces are more equitable. I want to, I, I want to build content and, and have a constant stream of content. But right now we're bootstrapping, so we'll get to that. Um, but the... You know, right now, companies can come on and post their jobs. We wanted to create the most simple solution that we possibly could for this problem. Because we know that trying to solve this lack of diversity is going to take a lot of people hitting with coming with a lot of solutions and all coming at different angles. Hmm. And it's not going to, like, 2050 work, as much as I love it, is not going to solve the diversity issue. It's just one part of the, the solution. Because we don't teach companies to be the, the importance of diversity, right? Mm. We, I want to teach you if you if you know the importance of diversity. I want to teach you how to implement uh, an inclusive workspace, or how to add more people, or how to find more people of color. Mm. Um, another fact is that forty one percent of hiring managers don't have time to implement diversity and inclusion initiatives. Mm. So because, and I've spoken to recruiters at LinkedIn. LinkedIn, come on, yeah. <laughs> at Google, at Facebook, and they all say the same thing. I don't, I have, I don't have time. At the end of the day, a recruiter position is a sales position, mm. and they're looking to find the best candidate, and they're looking to find the best candidate quickly. And to find or to find diverse candidates means you have to put in additional work. So we wanted to be a solution that's, hey, just post your jobs on our site. 
We'll build partnerships with organizations, schools, uh, and job seekers of color that have a focus in creative and tech industry. We'll build those partnerships. All you have to do is post here, and hopefully you get a, a wider pool of candidates. That's what we're doing. But yeah, I mean, again, we're going to build out further from there. I have a lot of plans for it. It's going to require a lot of money. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, in the meantime, we're just focusing on trying to be a small solution to the larger problem. So if if, a, if there's a big company and like they don't know what the situation is like, sometimes mm-hmm. people at the top have no visibility into, you know, what's happening. Right. How do they start? Let's say, you know, they want to assess the situation, mm-hmm. you know, kind of they know that it's something that they've been hearing about is something they need to look into. Mm-hmm. How, would, how would they begin? Yeah. Oof. Mm. It's so... You first have it's it it starts on every level. Unfortunately, that's a very vague answer. So, if people in the C-suite in the executive level really care about it, then they have to make sure that everyone under them really cares about it from the bottom up. So that means that you have to check every one of your teams, the small teams and the larger teams and see how diverse those smaller teams are. So, like, if you have a design team within your creative agency, look at that design team. Mm. Look at the breakdown of that design team. Is it diverse? Look at the breakdown of your sales team. Is it diverse? Look at the breakdown of your middle managers. Is it diverse? Okay, cool. Let's say you get diverse, smaller teams. And then the, your uh, diverse team members, like, let's say you you have... You've met your diversity uh, goals, right? Which sounds really gross. But <laughs> you, met, you met your diversity goals. And then you realize that you, you, your racial and ethnic uh, team members um, or diverse team members, they don't stay very long because that's another problem. Retention is an issue. Hmm. So then you got to figure out, well, why aren't they staying? And that's because you haven't created an inclusive environment. Hmm. So there's a lot of things that even if you care about it in the C-suite, a lot of work that you have to do within the entirety of your company to even begin to approach the problem. And right now, we're all just throwing darts at the wall. Like, not everyone doesn't know how to fix it. Hmm. Why? Because it took many years to have the problem. So it's going to take many years to fix the problem. Hmm. So um what can they do how do they know if they need to diversify well i don't know if you're a big company put out a an ad <laughs> put out a weird <laughs> ad that gets you a lot of bad pr <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know if you need to fix something but that's interesting because uh, i think we had that workshop in class where we discussed you know like there are organizations even today Putting out like commercials and ads, which mm-hmm. are very, seem very tone deaf, you know, like uh, yeah. who approved this? That's the question. <laughs> like, who approved this ad? Like, it seems to be like some kind of systemic problem, and this is like the the symptom of yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. yeah. But in the kind of companies that are coming and posting on uh, mm-hmm. 2050 work uh, and hiring, what are the kind of trends that we've seen? Like, uh, what kind of companies are they? Are they uh, right. new companies? Are they like older? What What do we? So we, it's for now. Um, so we just went into beta in October. Uh, And the companies that we've had posting so far have been like startups. I would say it's like, uh, I would say high growth startups. That means that maybe they don't have huge teams, but they are growing. Um, I think smaller companies right now can do that. 
tech companies like big companies like Greenhouse, uh, which is an ATS, an applicant tracking system company um, that's really big in the States um, that's been posting. Uh, the Wing, I'm sure you guys have heard of that, and has been posting. So it's like companies that are large and small, but that are just looking um, to diversify their teams, like companies that have uh, recognize that their companies have gotten larger and there is a lack of racial and ethnic diversity with their teams. And then there's smaller companies who want to start uh, early uh, so that they don't become large and and, and non-diverse. Because that's a bit of a key, right? Mm-hmm. To start early. Yeah. And I mean, in the startup world... You start up, start early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey. You, you got go. all the opportunities. Yeah. No, but it's true, yeah. and and that's exactly when you should care about it. I know it's difficult because when you're a startup, the resources are really lacking, and and you're just doing so much. I mean, even us, we're just I'm wearing so many different hats, um, and so I know that that's a stressful thing. But it's 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 one of those things that you just have to commit to. And mm. it's also an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, this the chance to build from the start and build well. You know, build mm. the right yeah. way. And build the uh, culture yeah. in it with inclusivity. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Should we start a company? Let's do Let's it. Do it. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. Build We're from the start. Yeah. Yeah. You and heard it here first. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, but but another thing that I found interesting is that uh, you also work as a consultant. In, yeah. In terms for diversity, equity, and uh, inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how does that work for you? Like, how, how, what, who approaches you, and then what do you do with these uh, with people, so, clients? Um, basically, people. It comes from different places. So, a lot of job seekers approach me. I call myself a professional candidate, mostly because I could always get a job. But also, <laughs> I became a professional candidate because I couldn't get a job for a very long time. You got skills. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to become a saleswoman. Uh, so I do career coaching for job seekers, tons. And then also, I've just been starting to uh, sort of make my a name for myself with hiring managers and recruiters, as well as leadership in creative uh, spaces and tech spaces. And they'll approach me. It's like, hey... Um, I want to learn how to be more diverse. I'm uh, so-and-so at my company. Let's say it's in the executive suite. I'm so-and-so at my company, and I know I don't understand everything. And I want to make sure that what I'm doing, if I bring on a more diverse team, that I'm being a better leader for them or a mentor for them. So I try and I give advice and tools in order to do that. And one way and this is this is freebies guys <laughs> take it take it take yeah. it and run with it <laughs> but it's easy just one of the things is see especially people of color as just people we want the same things that white people want at jobs competitive salary <laughs> good benefits <laughs> um but also a career trajectory in the states, we're not staying. Uh, people of color, more specifically, Black and Latinx staff, aren't staying in their roles because they don't see a trajectory for themselves. Mm. They're not promoted as much. Black women, specifically, are the least promoted in within a workspace uh, or, or, or within a, a team, and you don't see them moving up. So create systems where people can see themselves at your company for for a while and create those incentives from the onset like I want to know 
how you value me. I don't want to just be a person at your company providing value to you. How do you value me? And really, uh, yeah, just giving tools on how to create an inclusive environment before you start adding on diversity. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of books that people should start reading mm-hmm. uh, that I always recommend. One of my favorite books is called, uh, and and this is everyone should read it actually. Um, it's called Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? It's oh. an amazing book on the psychology of diversity, and it's so good for everyone. And it really teaches people why um, why we see certain behaviors as inappropriate or unprofessional when they're maybe not, and mm-hmm. the psychology behind that. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. We're gonna read it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ali, yeah. Let me yeah. know how you yeah. like it. It's so good. Like it actually probably changed my life. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah, when I when you were saying that, I was thinking about uh, my experience here. Like yeah. it feels like you know sometimes. Uh, being like the only person from India mm-hmm. in my class or whatever, it feels like okay, I have a certain, you know, uh, uh, it's not just me that is here. It's like I, uh, uh, like what I do, mm-hmm. kind of maybe influence people's impression mm-hmm. of the country also. You know, like oh, <laughs> you, you become a representative. Yeah, I, I, it's like a, <laughs> it's like I didn't ask for that. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, is this y- the UN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you have so few. It, insights or like experiences with most particularly a person of color it's like they become a monolith and the representative for their entire culture and we're so different <laughs> no and i'm in this is completely uh, opposite but i i went to the united states to play mm-hmm. college basketball yeah um and i'm white uh so i went to wyoming wow land <laughs> heard it's beautiful yeah. no it is it's super pretty um but for me, I got accepted right away because yeah. I wasn't different. And yeah. rather than understanding that I actually was from Sweden, people yeah. are like, Sweden, is that in Kansas? <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it was it was the opposite of that, yeah. that I was completely... So, I, I mean, I can recognize it, but I don't... Yeah. At the same, I don't get the same experience. From right, it. exactly. And it, it's just to show the different perspectives of it. But it's it, really it's, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to, even if I was representing all of Sweden, I didn't have to. You didn't yeah. have to. I didn't have to. Yeah. I have a funny story really quickly yeah. about yeah. Sweden. Wyoming? Oh, no. Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad is like a cowboy, a black cowboy from Texas, from a really small town in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> And when I told him I was moving to to Sweden, he's like, Sweden? Where is that? Oklahoma? (laughs) See, I thought it was in Kansas. (laughs) Oh my God, Dad. (laughs) Sweden, Oklahoma. Sweden, Oklahoma. (laughs) Right next to Tulsa. (laughs) But yeah, I think uh, uh, one question was that what are the the guidelines, you know, like in terms of... uh, to make a space more inclusive because you mentioned that people don't stay very long mm. in a company, you know, even though, okay, you have this, you're hiring people of color, but they tend to not stay. How do you stop that from happening? Like, what, what can you do about that? I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I could give you an answer, but I have no idea. I have personally not stayed at a company in over a year, uh, in years. Mm. I can't, it becomes so unbearable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, one of my bosses 
recently told me that he wanted me to be the mother of the office. Mm-hmm. One of my like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I'm like, he's like, what? He wanted me to be the mom of the office, and I was like, what? Are you going to be the dad of the yeah. office? <laughs> you see how bumbus. stupid that sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it's I have no idea because like. There are so many things that especially people of color, so many concessions that have to be made in order for the majority to feel comfortable that I think as a company, you just have to start with like just being very honest with the ways in which the entire staff thinks and views uh, differences and variations of people and, and experiences would norm like teaching mm-hmm. we've touched base on this at high yeah. that's what I'm bringing up but mm. like would teaching norm critical thinking or norm creative thinking mm-hmm. is that a tool to bring in if you're trying to make this change in your workplace is yeah. that I mean I know you're teaching stuff like this yeah. so it's I mean that's something more tangible mm-hmm. to actually spread the knowledge and yeah I mean definitely I think there like I said, it's going to be a lot of different uh, solutions that we need to throw at Definitely. the problem. Yeah. Like teaching something like norms and giving creative tools is great. And then, but we have to also, we also have to track to see how long it's great. Yes. Do, is it that you do a workshop and you give the tools to the existing staff and then you add on 15 more people and they don't know what the hell you taught the, the mm. previous people. So then your culture mm. changes again. Mm. How do you continuously create a culture of continuous learning and empathy and equity and inclusivity? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> There's no handover no, kind of a not. process. No, it's going to take a lot of work. Mm. And I think, but you know what? The beauty is, is that we are so connected. Like you're here from India. I'm here from Texas. Like we are so connected via the internet and we can see everything that's going on in every corner of the of the world and so it's becoming less and less um or more and more important for us to provide to make inclusive spaces because we can see and experience different people all the time Mm. and so i think that without much effort the tide in especially the future of work will naturally bend towards being more inclusive and more diverse on its own. But of course, like I said, there's going to be a lot of work on everyone within a company to ensure that it stays that way. Mm. And we need to put systems in place. So basic fundamental systems is just having a value set for your company or your school, making sure that the smaller teams are diverse, um, ensuring that everyone has a uh, a way that they can move up within the company, um, making sure that your middle management is diverse, speaking to people from different communities and not Mm. seeing it as charity work to bring on diversity. It's not charity. Mm. There's a lot of really intelligent POC. (laughs) Most of the world is POC. (laughs) It's not charity. I like how you phrase it, actually. I think in the article that it's not a problem, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, it's an opportunity to do something yeah, great. Getting all these different perspectives and creating yeah. this collaboration that's actually going to change the world or Oh my or gosh, bring this is so positive. Things. I wish no, I can I change my glove answer. We <laughs> <laughs> can redo this. Just kidding. The glove is what binds us all. Yeah, leave it in. 
<laughs> but uh, you touched upon it like the future of work mm-hmm. you know like uh, where do you see it with all the technology that's coming in to like maybe even work remotely and you know people are, <clears throat> oh yeah have these all these co-working spaces so mm-hmm. how, how is that going to affect uh, diversity and inclusivity um well the gig economy is going to grow tons which means freelancers remote workers things like that like it's going to grow we've already seen that we're going to realize that so this is me quoting Gary Vaynerchuk not quoting Gary V is a really do you guys know Gary V I've heard him but I've never okay. heard him referred to as Gary V he's with Vaynerchuk <laughs> Media and he's just this big personality this salesman basically he he explains it well Um and he says like the future of work is really and and success in particular is going to change. <laughs> success and the way in which we define success is going to change dramatically and it's going to be okay, how are we feeling? Success is not going to be about status, it's not going to be about financial uh standing, it's going to be about happiness, it's going to be about mental well-being, it's going to be about you know like he doesn't say this but psychological safety and and i think work is going to start reflecting that so companies are going to start being a lot more uh beneficial and providing incentives on how we can define success uh in a different way so they're going to like having less than 5 day work week hopefully uh <laughs> we all want the weekend <laughs> exactly changing the busy culture to being less so Cause that doesn't. No one wants that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I mean, the future of work is going to be defined by how it makes people feel. How happy are we? And diversity and inclusion um, is going to be is going to fit in there somewhere because I, you know, the, like I said, the gig economy is going to grow and. with the lack of retention when it comes to people of color i'm going to speak for the states because i'm not sure what the workforce looks like here mm-hmm. but um with the lack of retention we're going to see a lot of people of color just going in and starting their own companies because mm-hmm. they don't move up in other companies we're going to see a lot of people of color being freelancers and working in the gig economy and working remotely <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's what the future of work is mm-hmm. but i'm excited for it i mean i hope to not work for anyone else besides myself um ever again <laughs> but i want to if i'm going to create jobs with 2050 work i want to make sure that i'm also speaking into that future of work or mm. defining su- success by happiness and 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 psychological and uh, safety and mental well-being I just want to touch base on what's going on in Sweden and I think uh, I'm not an expert I don't have numbers but it's similar. Mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of movements here that are working for uh diversity inclusion in tech um and in the creative uh digital industry as well. Yeah. Uh so um, they need more support of course mm-hmm. uh but I think the insights are here. Mm-hmm. Uh it just needs to start moving and a bit faster as well. And also like Sweden needs to just like talk yes <laughs> communicate it's stop feeling guilty about it communicate and just you know like as as long as you're learning like mm. talk to someone as whenever i talk about diversity and inclusion with swedes it's so interesting how they'll open up as soon as you give them an opening they feel like they can't take it before because they feel like they're doing something wrong communication 
Like, just communicate. We're working on it. We're working on it. But it's, yeah, we need to work faster. But does this mean 2050 work is going to expand into Sweden? Look, 2050 work is going to expand to whoever wants to give us funding. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Talking like a startup. Listen. (laughs) The plug. The plug. I like the, I mean, it's it's basically what you've been talking about, Kev. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we had this, uh, maybe you can answer in your, in the, in what it means for you. What do you hope to change through your work? Oh my gosh. Um, what do I hope to change? I mean, the obvious is like we, we, our mission is to make diversity a reality and not just some far off um, goal. Like really, I want to create a workforce where if I do have to get a job like I can go in and feel like I can be myself like I don't have to prove myself like I don't have to come in and constantly prove that I'm worthy of being here and by I I'm saying me but I mean generally like people who don't feel like they're ever good enough or that they're ever seen as good enough so creating equitable workspaces for students like my dual to Mm. feel like yes like i can see myself here i can i (laughs) i'm not just a representative for wherever i come from i can see myself here and i can thrive here so i'm hoping to change that because like i mentor um job seekers of color all the time and they all have the same issue and the same issue is that they all feel that they're not worthy they can be Yale graduates, Harvard graduates, and they'll come to me and it's like, I can't get a job. I can't, I don't know how I'm going to get this job. And I'm like, I didn't go to college and you're coming to me. It's just about confidence. Mm -hmm. Creating a workforce where people who have historically felt left behind or on the outside feel like they can be confident and can stand confidently in in the workforce and thrive. I'm inspired. Yeah, Yeah. it's amazing. Super cool. Thank you so much, Kat. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody wants to reach you, is there some way they can contact you and, <clears> and learn more ways. about 2050 work? <laughs> so, yeah, we just beta launched in the States for 2050 work. Uh, if you're a company, um, we'll maybe come to Sweden for sh- maybe. Do it. <laughs> we need but your hair. <laughs> you can uh, find us at www.2050205.com dot work w-o-r-k um it's 2050 work on all the channels you can find me i'm you know i call myself a linkedin influencer that's not a thing <laughs> but <laughs> but it's gonna become now yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn influencer. boom <laughs> um so you can find me on linkedin um it's linkedin slash in slash cat k-a-t gabrielle g-a-b-r-i-e-l-l-e i'm We'll make sure to share yeah. it in our channels. I oh, think, and yeah. also, I got this really cool new aesthetic on my Insta. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend that every- too. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the gram. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kat, for being so here today welcome. and talking to us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you so much, Beppo Studios, for Applause. having us. Big fans. Please, yeah, yes. yeah, and please follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, and uh, I hope uh, whoever's listening, please uh, send us your feedback and comments and whatever you feel, and write to us, and we'll uh, 
We'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nathan, for yeah. joining today. Thank you, Lynn. So nice. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is so, oh, nice. so nervous. Love fest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. everyone. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.